Hello Rockstars, Gargudan here and welcome to episode 7 of the Rockstars on the Road podcast here on GTA Base. Today we are going to be focusing on a perhaps more controversial topic than usual and that is how GTA Online has changed Rockstar Games as a company overall as well as their products. Joining me for this is Joel also known as Nowhereabouts and just before we kick this off say hi and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well uh, yeah like I'm, I'm Joel, uh, glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about the topics that we're going to talk about. Not really very special, I'm just somebody that uh, likes to engage in this community as much as I can. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad to have you and uh, this is going to be a great episode, so let's just uh, dive right into it. Um, so, let's kick off this deep dive into how the unexpected but massive success of an online multiplayer mode has changed one of the biggest and most successful video game companies of all time in the last 8 years almost. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is, in what ways would you say the massive success of GTA Online, originally launched in 2013, has changed Rockstar Games, both as a company as well as in terms of the products and games they've put out the last decade almost? Well, that you know, that's a, that's a big question. I got it right here so I can refer to that one as many times as I need to. Um, well, of course, you know, everybody knows that um, the success that GTA Online has produced for Rockstar, right? The, first of all, GTA 5 has sold incredibly well, and then uh, for Rockstar to be able to translate that success into the online portion of that game has just been uh, been been amazing to see, right? It's, it's uh, been like a phenomenon in the in you know the video game world, never really seen up till that point. Because yeah, I, agree with that. I mean, GTA Online. Is the reason why GTA 5 keeps getting remastered for every generation of video game consoles and likely will for the next like 20 30 years until the PS10 or something. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not sure about the PS10. Uh, yeah. But, um, no, but uh, yeah, I, I get what you're talking yeah. from. Because true. people don't buy GTA 5 for GTA 5. Like, even, you know, with the uh, Xbox One PS4 release all those years ago now. You know, sure, they added a little bit of new content to the story mode, some new vehicles and uh, some new side missions and whatnot, but come on, I only think like maybe 10% or s around there of players actually checked that out. Um, for many people, it was, you know, about online, of course, and, you know, how that was expanded. And that is also what it's about going into... Uh, you know, at least this time around, Rockstar have been clear about this isn't about GTA Online and not GTA 5. You know, standalone versions, uh, gameplay modifications, whatnot. Um, you know, it's all about the online mode. And that is what keeps GTA 5 alive here almost eight years later. Yeah, we haven't really heard anything that what um, expanded and enhanced is going to mean for the single player portion. Probably, uh, probably... Touched it. We also touched upon this in a, f a few episodes ago, um, but it's likely just touched up graphics, maybe a few new vehicles, maybe a side mission or something. But other than that, it's just going to be the same story mode that I still hold very dear and have a lot of yeah. nostalgia with. If we're lucky, maybe something like some kind of content or whatever. But yeah, the the, the focus definitely lies. With online, expanded and enhanced to, to 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 make online the best product they can. Absolutely, make it. and there's no doubt that you know the unexpected, but ma as I said, but massive success of this, uh, you know, what was supposed to be a pretty regular multiplayer mode, maybe a little more open and experimenting than you know multiplayers had been in the past up to that point, in the sense that you know 
it was kind of open world. You know, you could create your own character, really get your own cars and buy apartments and whatnot. Really make it your multiplayer experience rather than just classic PvP or or free roaming uh, with like stock skins and whatnot. You know, it was really it was really pers it was about you, the play the player, I guess you could say. Yeah. And that and is I what think... was so revolutionizing about GT Online as concept overall originally. Oh yeah, I think that like for the most part, I mean whatever, we had multiplayer game. We had a multiplayer component to GTA 4. Absolutely. You know, and we had a multiplayer game or a multiplayer component to uh, the original um, uh, Red Dead Redemption too. But those sure. were, you know, relatively basic, just the free mode map, yeah. you could select a character that already existed and Given I played uh, the original oh. Red Dead a few years after release, I actually never really spent time in that multiplayer, but I did spend some time in GTA 4 multiplayer up to the release of GTA uh, 5. And, um, you know, that had its fun, but as I said, and as you said, it was main, most, it was pretty basic. It was, you know, just classic PvP modes. And sure, there was free roam in GTA 4. You know, you could drive around Liberty City and cars with stock skins maybe a few modifications but with stock weapons and just just really have fun and that way i guess you could say the free roaming was more grounded in a way you know you could kind of do it just not really having to worry about anything just have fun and that aspect was like one of the things that i thought was the most fun about gta when i first got introduced to the to the to the to the series many years ago now yeah. And I think too, uh, you know, you, you look at GTA 4's multiplayer. While it's fun in its basic form, it, there's no real progression for the player. There's nothing really to work towards. There's no real there, structure. There was some sort of ranking system, if I remember correctly. Um, not that I'm sure that yeah. really did anything particular no. for you. Not, not the way that the unlocks were in GTA 5. It's multiplayer, of course, right? Of course so, not. You go from GTA 4, it's multiplayer, which is very basic and, 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 you know, just like a fun side activity. And then you go to the massive success that they had with, with uh, GTA Online. First, I think um, Rockstar were able to communicate very effectively what they were trying to do with GTA Online. I remember the uh, original gameplay video, August 15th, 2013. That is, for someone, for yeah. someone like me, that's just like hits right in the nostalgia. With GTA uh, Online, you know, Rockstar has tried to reimagine the uh, the open world right. game in a number of ways, or what it was. Ah, oh, right. nostalgia. It gave, it gave you something to be excited about, right? You know, you work your way up, your your petty crime, and then you go into drug dealing. You go yeah. up and up and up those ranks. And I remember uh, just by that what three four minute gameplay video, I really liked the idea of it. Like I was excited to try this out and. Um, and, you know, especially that era of GT Online, that, as I call it, the golden era, you know, I'd say about the first year, maybe year and a half, let's say the first year of GT Online, that is just like, you know, that's the golden era. That one is when it was overall just more grounded and it was easier to, you know, just, just do everything a little more casually in a way. Yeah, I guess. So... You go, you, you know, you, you go from the early days of GTA Online, you know, people yeah. were having fun, people were, you know, dripping in and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, the numbers reflect that, is that um, while online was, you know, people were having fun, people were engaging with the systems, um, player numbers were actually, you know, falling at a, at, a, at a relatively steady pace. When was this? 2015 or? 2013. This, this was before the original Heist update had released. Oh, okay. 
I didn't know that, actually. I, if anything, on the contrary, I'd say I kept hearing about more and more players, like new players, arriving to GTA V, just totally skipping story mode and just going directly to uh, the online mode. There's definitely a portion of that, because at that time, the game was still, like, very new. So it was. It like, was. Hot yeah, right? Yeah, and I but mean, Rockstar and let alone the fact you say that makes me feel old. <laughs> like, I was what? I was, I was 14 when the game came out originally, totally uh, badass, playing a Peggy 18 game, uh, four years younger, and and now I'm 22, and it's just like, what, one of my, one of the, like, in terms of nostalgia, just, like, one of my favorite games of all time is almost a decade old, what? Like, I'm, I'm beginning to feel old. <laughs> it's gonna get older soon, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're not done with GTA Five. No, no, no. There, there's gonna be like it's gonna be like a generational game almost. Like we're gonna be showing it to our kids, and then they're gonna be, you know, showing the PS thirteen ex super expanded version to their grandkids, and it's it's ballistics. Well, I hope not. That I don't hope it's gonna go that far. I do like uh, online, and I do like GTA Five, but uh, yeah. It's... No, and I think that, um, <laughs> I think it kind of hit Rockstar by surprise too. Yeah. Originally. They had envisioned the game, and they, they, they you know, they were gonna make single player content. Yeah, and that's um. I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but there wasn't like early 2014, uh, a, a Newswire article saying you know kept keep your eyes out for more online c content coming soon that announced like High Life those updates, and a continuation of the Trio story. Well, right. um, I'm I'm waiting still. Yeah, and I think I think. That to the one extent they were kind of figuring out like what, what are we going to do with the story we, yeah. we know that um remnants that were found the you know doomsday heist that came, the doomsday heist that came out in 2016 was supposed to be uh, single player single content, player content. and I've, i also think Which, i've said this before but that would just have worked i think just narrative wise and mission wise way better as a story mode content you know let's say it takes place like a few years after the main game and you know, the world's in danger. Who does Lester call to save the world? He calls a film producer, Franklin, who maybe has gone legit into some like business type stuff, and a meth dealer. Counts on those three to save the world. I could have like a great kind of. And, and GTA 5 story alone kind of had that, I guess, more of a like kind of buddy action comedy vibe to it. Um, and that could just have been like, you know, really been built upon with, with a concept like that. Right, but um, so I, you know, there were a lot of scrapped ideas with GTA Five in, 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 in favor of GTA Online, right? Of course, I and think I, I think that the, like the, the turning point for Rockstar with GTA Five because the single player, you know, just box copies of the game were selling like hotcakes. They continue to sell like hotcakes. I mean, as of this recording, didn't they just pass one hundred fifty million copies? That is very likely. I may have missed. I think I missed the headline, but uh, so, it's probably likely. Yeah. So, so the single player keeps on selling. Like, of course, a lot of people are buying the game because GTA Online is included with it. There's no standalone as of right no. now. But um, that is coming very soon, and that is, I guess, the logical thing to do in a way, almost. You know, with the PS5, Xbox Series X release. Oh yeah, I think a lot and, of people are just going to not be able to justify spending sixty bucks on GTA 5 again when they don't really. When they don't really care for the single player, they just want to get the online. So of course. offering and, online for twenty or and, thirty bucks, and, I think that makes. And sense. overall, my my 
my assumption is like um, I kind of feel like also based on what I've heard, what I've seen throughout the years, is that more a majority of players, you know, who picked it up after the release of GTA Online, you know, they have never touched the story mode, and. You can kind of say that is bittersweet in a way if like some people like only just bought it for online but really only played the story back then because they were forced to for two weeks. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, obviously, I, I obviously I love the story mode. Like I have so much nostalgia with it. I don't play it that much anymore but sometimes like here and there I have a little period of time where I like come back to it frequently and right. it's just continually like one of my favorite open world games and as I said, I have so much nostalgia with it, and yeah, I just love the story mode overall. And it's a damn shame that we never like saw it continue, because because even if it story-wise would never have reached the same level of like you know writing that like GTA 4 did, but um, there would still, if anything, for kind of that body action comedy vibe of it, ah, uh, I think there would be a lot of potential still that yeah, was just so. that was just set aside for flying motorcycles and laser guns and alien jumpsuits and whatnot. <laughs> online, online is a little bit more than just that, of course. Of course, but, of course. I mean, I, mean I, I, you know, especially like, are you a day one player as well? Or around there? I am a day one player. Yeah, I, I mean... in line at 12 o'clock. Uh, like, for, for the two of us, you know, as I said, there's just that golden era, you know, where it wasn't about all those sci-fi elements and everything felt more grounded like where you didn't have to buy in-game bunkers or nightclubs or whatever just to play the new right. content and the, i mean the best way you know back then to make money was typically grind rooftop rumble for four to five hours uh yeah, like, time, yeah. like like some of uh, me and some uh, friends like we hopped on you know friday through sunday we just hopped on for a few hours every night we just you know Play it came out with some good money, and, and that was another thing, you know, you typically make 400k per session, and that was back when 400k could actually buy you something. Like, what can that right. buy you today? Nothing, almost. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming out of this more as, um, you know, some people very much dislike GTA Online for what it did to Rockstar, what it did to um, the way that Rockstar designs their games. Absolutely. And, you know, some people really like GTA Online. And when, I'm, and it's interesting you, you that likes GTA Online. And it's interesting right? you mentioned like that with a lot of people are angry at how it changed Rockstar. And I wanted to cover upon that for a second. And that is, I think we should also be cautious about how much blame we uh, point at Rockstar because some of it might also be Take Two Interactive, you know, Rockstar's publisher. And from what I hear, they are actually a good deal of Rockstar's changed business model. As in. Um, I think in terms of, from what I heard, like, you know, in terms of what Rockstar need to publish, in terms of what will make them money. Because, you know, obviously, you know, the shark cards, from what I hear, the shark cards have made Rockstar a ton of money in the last eight years now. And that is, you know, why, you know, online keeps being what it is. But would there really be any money in, you know, working and publishing, like, uh, an expansion for story mode? Like, would there be the same amount of money in that as there would be, you know... Um, keep releasing new content for GTA Online, which prompts some people to buy shark cards, which makes them a ton of money. Right. I mean, okay, let, let's dissect that, or let's dissect that, rather. Um, sure. I think, on the one hand, you know, Rockstar probably looks at data that they had at the time, you know, you, you 
go back to 2014, 2015, when they were probably still considering making a single player DLC, I probably, I, I could probably very comfortably assume that after 2016, that was just trash. That, 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 they, that they did just said like that that's never gonna happen yeah. no more. I mean, I, but they were probably looking at they were probably looking at sales volumes for um, the Ballad of Gay Tony and, and Lost the Lost and Damned in four. And they probably figured to themselves, they were probably comparing that to, to the original heist update. And they were saying, like, the effort and the time it takes to make a single player expansion, you know, with all the voice acting, all the mocapping they need to do, all the, you know, it's, it's time consuming. Don't get me wrong, heists are time consuming too. But I think that they probably figured that. You know, these online expansions are easier to make. They're easier to make, but they can also be monetized. Yeah, there, there's more that profit longer. in them, perhaps. Yeah, consider this, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and um, if they had made, um, if they had made a single player component at some point, you know, what would they ask for that? Twenty bucks, thirty bucks? And at some point, that would have probably been, been bundled with the game. Of course, and uh, um, and yeah, and I mean that that's I think I've also said this before, but you know, I would say it's around the time that you know that's mid 2015 that you know Rockstar announced they're going to stop putting out uh, expansions for uh, you know ps3 and xbox 360 and are solely going to focus on you know ps4 xbox one and that meant you know that the updates just became as i said less grounded and there was just more content and it was more indirect pay to play and they just became bigger in every aspect possible um and you know it was after there you know they started putting out those kind of updates and seeing how much you know profit that made uh that you know um you know, th as you said, the idea of story expansion was just, you know, set aside. You go back, whilst, you know, they were making Beach Bomb, they were making High Life, they were making um, all those kind of oh, updates. You're making me so nostalgic. Oh. Right, yeah, very, very, you know, we look forward to that, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. They, those updates were very simplistic. You know, they were, cars, but I remember... But I, re but I remember the fun of it. Like I'd say my my two most memorable ones will probably be business update and flight school. Right. And uh, and typically probably my least favorite. Yeah, and and tip and typically what I loved about it was you know just having you know having made a little bit of in-game money, um, buying some of the new clothes, vehicles, hanging out with your your friends with it with the new content, and then typically do you remember the event weekends? With the playlist, that was pretty cool. You know, just spent time in those, some good old-fashioned PvP, and make make double cash and whatnot. I, right. I quite enjoyed yeah. that, just because, as I said, of, of of how grounded it was. But then again, with a lot of uh, personal player freedom. So, you know, from 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 my personal perspective, right? I I, I, I remember not very much liking online in the early days, right? Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, I, I remember like. Um, so whatever I, I had bought GTA 5 I jumped into this was on the PlayStation 3 oh yeah I bought it G, I, I jumped into GTA Online yeah I did some money missions I, I wanted to get a car and stuff at some point I had uh, a car I had an apartment or what was it even an apartment like a garage or something and I did a few of the, the jobs and that kind of stuff and at that point I was like you know what's the point it became a I little repetitive point. perhaps I didn't feel it was worth it for me, right? I mean, whatever, I did it, but um, I didn't feel it was that good for me to spend prolonged periods of time doing rooftop rock oh. to get a seat tie, hmm. right? Yeah, I, I can see where you're getting I mean, at, and, and I think 
as I said, like some a, a lot for me, it might just be a lot of the nostalgia and given how I've been pretty angry over online in later years, also being, you know, butthurt I never got my story expansion and whatnot. But but you know, it's just look, looking. It's just when, when looking at what GTA Online has become and like how much I've been playing it in recent years and how much I've been enjoying playing it in recent years with all the new content and all the you know new type uh new types of content i just really you know i cherish that as i said first year of gt online where everything was just a little more simple everything felt more grounded and and yeah oh, it was yeah. just more for me i think that i think that you know it, it, it's very very important for people to to, 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 to to kind of understand their own biases of course of course um yeah, I was there at the beginning. I was there halfway through. I'm still playing this this game every day. Oh, yeah? um, for me, the game only became like fun around 2015, 2016 when they that's, really started increasing the output that's and um, the size of these updates. Right? That's that's funny. Um, that that you and me are like, even though we're both day one players, we're like polar opposites as to when like you know GTA Online peaked for us. That's pretty interesting. Because right. um, that's the whole thing. Like you know. You, you yeah. earlier said that like 2013, like, 2014, like the early days of the game were like your uh, yeah. golden, golden, golden era of the, yeah, of and, the game, right? And, and now that you mention it, like now that I think of it, I haven't played GT Online in like since bef since Christmas. Like I haven't played at all 2021 now that I think of it. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be like the longest period of time that I haven't played it. Like, you know, in all the years it's been available. I kind of think too that GTA Online is a particularly hard game to get into, right? Yeah, especially nowadays. Maybe maybe nowadays as well. And yeah, it's 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 been quite the ride. And I think there's you're gonna hear a lot of different you know versions about you know when it peaked, what your favorite content is, all depending on who you're asking and when they got into the story, like or when they got right. into GTA Five. Right, because so, like for you and me, the game might have peaked like way way earlier. Of but course, like for a lot of people. The game's peaking right now. For, yeah, for like, a lot of people. And as this I said, like GT, and that's an uh, as I mentioned earlier, that whole generational thing. You know, you know, if if they keep if it becomes the success they hope it is with uh, the the new gen consoles, you know, it's going to be one of those generational things that you know GT Online as it is now is going to be GT Online for a new generation, and that's going to be like the new standard. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think so. Yeah, like almost. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced at this point too if you consider like how much content there is in the game and how invested the, the yeah. poor audience yeah is, like and and, and, and that's the thing that comes out and that's the um, thing the thing the demographic you know the the demographic and who they're trying to reach might have changed a little bit we talked about this a few episodes back but you know they've kind of gone a little more saints rowish not that i've played it but you know maybe to, to try and appeal to like a younger a younger audience maybe or a more sci-fi uh, liking to, uh, audience or something. I don't know. Right. Because of like the... Like the... I don't even know. all the technological... <laughs> stuff, yeah. And... And that... And that reminds me actually, not that I'm too strong on all those games, but that might also have been in pace with how, you know, online multiplayers in general, other games have also, you know, evolved in the last, in recent years with something like Fortnite, for example, that, you know, I haven't played, but I'm pretty sure I've heard everything there is to hear about it. You know, that it, that it becomes, you know, very, a lot of different content, very kind of crossover in terms of genre, style, whatever. Um, right. 
and and Fortnite mostly appeals to you know a younger audience. So you know, even though GTA is pegged 18, you know, I mean, as I said, I was four, I was 14 when GTA 5 came out. Um, you know, they may be trying to you know adapt to the current circumstances of online multiplayers, and right. and kind of you know that way trying to uh, uh, appeal to a new audience, a younger audience who may be right. more into who may who may not be into you know uh, street slang and gangsters and drugs, but more into yeah, all the freaky stuff. Right, and I think I think to an extent, like yeah, right, like yeah, it's rated eighteen, but like with parental uh, approval, if your parents say it's all right, you can play it at any age. Of course. Regardless of that, um, yeah, I think that Fortnite is a um, is 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 definitely an inspiration for Rockstar. Not necessarily that they're going to make a battery up, but more that of course not. Fortnite and Epic Games have set the stage. In the you know in the current gaming landscape of, and, and have really shown what a live service game is supposed to be of course um, i don't think that rockstar would have added something like the music locker where there's like real life djs and a real life music uh, label and they're presenting music that way or um rockstar uh, putting real life brands in the game doing crossovers like that or better yet i don't think rockstar would have added a whole island kyle perico to gta if it wasn't for fortnite doing all those things of course and having great success with it right? yeah i mean that's and, and that's kind of like you know the, the guy to survive in any entertainment industry also if it's movies music whatever you know you gotta even if it is can be considered selling out in some ways you know you have to you i guess you have to look at what is popular Especially if you want to make it. If you want to make it big, um, if it's mostly about that, you know, you got to look at what is, you know, trending currently and how can we try to to make that to boost our own sales. Right. You know, like, in, I mean, in it, movies, it's, it's basically just superheroes and in music, it's... What is that nowadays? I don't even know. Rock is making a comeback, luckily enough, and... Uh, yeah. No, but I think I think that's like kind of like the thing too, and and as you see, like GTA's online updates, you know, they're getting bigger and bigger because you know I think that that's uh, gaming audiences just demand more now. Of course, right? of course, absolutely. I um, think that's kind of crossing. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Between like whether or not like how much money are you going to make from something versus um, how much money do you need to put yeah. in for people to be even convinced to play it, yeah. right? I guess um, just to kind of wrap up this point, um, in terms of like you know how this massive success of GT Online has changed Rockstar overall, I guess you could say it has kind of made Rockstar approach what content they put out in a more business-oriented way, rather than you know, rather than it being all about you know the the heart and the and the quality. Perhaps you know it's not necessarily about writing you know an an amazing story. Nowadays, you know, like Red Dead on the levels of RDR2, GTA 4, etc. Um, compared to, you know, 10 years ago. But nowadays, maybe it's more about, you know, putting out content that, you know, will appeal to, to the audiences. If you can follow me on that. Right. And I think, too, that um, when it comes to, like, the way that they're handling the business, I think Rockstar has definitely transitioned from... Um, company that used to set standards for video games yeah kind of following standards 
yeah, they're more following. They're more looking at what's EA doing, what's Epic doing, what are all our other competitors doing, and, and they're trying to figure out how to keep the, the, the a, 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 an ever growing community engaged. Yeah, and then, right? but not and it's core rock yeah. stars. It's quite interesting you said that with the uh, setting standards because if anything, GTA Five, you know, when that came out, you know that you know, was the best-selling piece of entertainment ever, uh, you know, made it's headlines in every major media, uh, gaming right. or not. Um, and, you know, GTA V for a long time just set the standard for, you know, open-world games. I'm and, going and, to go as far as to say that it still is. Like, I it think still that is in a lot of ways. Like, in a, in a lot of open good, good open-world games today, also, you know, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, you know, that kind of structure of GTA V can really be felt and has, and, and have been felt in a lot of open world games, come out that have been released since, like everything from the first Watch Dogs, I'd say, to uh, what else? What else? Uh, I can't really think of many right now. Saints um, Row. Yeah, a lot of those games. Maybe, maybe a little bit Far Cry as well, from what I've seen. Um, I think it's a testimony too that the absolutely. fact that. Where that the game's eight years old and they're still adding stuff to Los Santos yeah. and the map still doesn't feel crowded. And and the thing with wow. GTA five is, you know, regardless of where it goes from here, you know, it's made its mark in video game history. Like, you know, GTA five was was knighted to Sir, you know, Sir Grand Theft Auto V a long, long time ago. Um, you know, just in terms of its status, legacy, etc. Oh yeah, whether or not you like online, whether or not you like GTA five, yeah. A lot of people say, "Oh, the story was bad." I, 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 I happen to agree. I don't. I didn't think the story was very. Good. I, I don't think the but, story was terrible, uh, as I said. Terrible. But, but it was more of like a buddy action comedy compared to you know the very serious, emotional, dark tone of GTA Four, which I adore. Right. And, but, um, and I'll also say this, right? Besides GTA Four, all GTA stories were were were, were, were stupid. Of right? course, in in some ways, sure and. But that reminds me, you know, it's even before GTA V that, you know, Rockstar set standards for open world games, you know, even dating as far back as San Andreas, you know, in 2000, almost 20 years ago. What? Um, you know, even that game, uh, also said this in the last episode, you know, that game was ahead of its time and just set the new standards for, you know, open world gaming and video games overall, especially in that right. genre. You look at Saints Row, you know, Saints Row came out a couple of years later. Saints yeah. Row had a lot of the features from San Andreas. You know, whether, whether or not you agree that they were implemented better or worse, it had character customization, it had progression, it had car garages and and, and, and an upgrade path. You know, like just like CJ had. Yeah, CJ absolutely. And your character at and, the end of the game. And even with GTA Four, you know, uh, you know, they outdid themselves again. Set even new standards. Like, I like to think that you know. The whole uh, single-player expansion that, you know, we've seen in a lot of games since, that was invented with episodes from Liberty City. You know, in terms of, you know, structure and, you know, when that was released and when more single-player games started getting expansions. I mean, it's almost like Rockstar, you know, invented that almost, if you ask me. Well, we're definitely, you know, between like 2007 and 2000 that's... and let's say 10 11-ish like there were yeah. definitely there were definitely a good amount of games that were like considered standalone DLC yeah like i think it's around the early 10s that you know also other open world games like assassin's creed you know also start receiving you know uh 
you know, a, a, sm a short, way smaller, but still single player uh, DLC. Like the first time they, pr or they actually did it in 2010 already with Brotherhood. And to actually they've done it for a long time. Uh, they've done it ever since like Assassin's Creed 2 back in 2009. I don't know if you played right. those, but. No, 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 not, 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 they released like two additional uh, memory, you know, story sequences for AC2, and then there was also one for the for the next Ezio games, and then you know they just started. They've just done it for every Assassin's Creed game since. Right. Kind of released I, one I, or I, two uh, single player expansions. I kind of feel though that the single player expansion or the standalone DLC is kind of a relic of like the seventh gen, early seventh gen uh, of gaming. Like the early and, 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 PS3 360 days? Yeah, kind of like that. I mean, even like the yeah. the late Xbox and PlayStation 2 days too. But more of that, there was definitely a shift in gaming from uh, single-player content to multiplayer because multiplayer was getting wider adoption, right? I think that's another thing that GTA Online had very much like luck with is that it was the most selling GTA game at the time that most people were very excited for multiplayer games getting into multiplayer games for the first time. Absolutely. I think, that, that, I think Rockstar was very lucky too. Absolutely. Right? Um, it's the kind of luck that they weren't able to really reproduce with RDR Absolutely. Online. Absolutely. And um, and I propose read that online, like, um, because I think we've covered this first aspect, like, in every way imaginable. Uh, we spent, like, almost 40 minutes covering it. So, finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you think this, um, you know, change... Um, means for Rockstar Games as a company going forward, as well as the games they're going to put out in the future. And this could also, as you said, include Red Dead Online, basically anything anything non-GTA put out after GTA 5. Right. So, you know, that's a, that's a very good question. I, I, I think one thing that's very important to know is that um, I personally, it's my personal opinion, I yep. don't think that we would have seen many games out of Rockstar, whether or not online had succeeded or not. That's you're you're probably right because that's the thing with Rockstar. You know, for a good deal of years, like the late double uh, O's and early tens, you know, they put out whether that was their own game or they were just publishing, they put out a new game every year. Like you know, you had uh, what you know, you have Midnight Club, GTA Four. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, Man. Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir. Uh, they put out a year a, a game annually, but then came GTA 5, which you know just, you know that was their biggest project to date. So obviously they won't hire, uh, you know, this studio to just uh, okay, you go ahead make like a uh, uh, a new nowhere near as great game. You know they wanted to to keep GTA 5 going for a while. Absolutely. Right. And I think um, I think GTA 5. It kind of just happened that way. But I think games were slowing down. Games sure. were slowing down because games were getting bigger. And for a company like Rockstar, it's hard to justify um, releasing something in a poor state just to release Absolutely. Right? And, and from what they're I... particular detail yeah, to, to make their open worlds the best that they can be, the most detailed, the most industry standard. I Absolutely. think that that's going to continue. I think that's going to continue 
I think we're gonna be at a point where, anyway, whatever. How, how long did it take for uh, Red Dead to come out? That's the thing. Oh, uh, um, that's the thing because almost, from how I understand the chrono, uh, the uh, the timeline of that, you know, it was almost as soon as GTA Five was put out. You know, you know, they went to work with Red Dead Redemption Two, like almost the day after. It was around 2013 that, from what I hear, Roger Clark and Alex McKenna and Rob Widow and those people, you know, they got into their uh, their their mocap suits and whatnot. Right. And I mean, and, and already, already they had been cast in like 2000, almost immediately after the original Red Dead Redemption or something. Right. Um, and you know, they worked religiously on that for, you know, almost, Seven, almost for almost an entire decade, uh, that game. Right. Um, but there's no question, as you said, games got bigger. I mean, as much as you can say, looking at Rockstar's, you know, previous release schedules, and then the new one that, you know, it took five years before, like, a new game. They put out a new game. You know, it was just, it was worth the wait. And Red Dead was, you know, just on a technical level, you know, you know, five times, you know, the the project GTA Five was in terms of ambition, scale, all that stuff. And I think, too, another thing to, you know, it's important, not necessarily relevant because most people don't have the technical understanding, but... Of course not. Every... Every sixth generation Rockstar game pretty much ran on the same engine, which was Renderware, which wasn't an engine that they had created themselves. The Rage, a, right? Well, no, this was before Rage. Rage okay. only uh, started with uh, Table Tennis. Oh, yeah. And GTA 4 was also one of the first Rage games, right? Right. And yeah. I think, uh, I'm, I'm not strong Rage. on all that as uh, technical engine stuff, so um, I'm not that strong on that. Much, but. Uh, the, the, a significant chunk of their previous released games were all running on the same engine and, and, and that engine was fairly easy to use because it was an industry standard engine oh yeah plus you know, let, let's be honest the difference from gta 3 to gta 4 isn't that big not, sure it looks differently not in graphics up. when looking back at the gta 4 graphics now but for its time you know that was it felt reasonable that that was the beginning of the HD universe, and also just if anything in terms of physics, GTA 4 was you know, there oh, you know that was a big big I mean, step. Uh, sorry, I, I I misspoke. I mean, oh, okay. uh, I, 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 I meant to say that the difference between GTA 3 and Vice City. Sorry, I, I had misspoken. It's the okay. Difference between, <laughs> uh, GTA 3 and Vice City wasn't tremendously big, right? Of course not. And in, in, in some ways, GTA Vice City was a downgrade. Like the map was smaller, maybe more detailed, but smaller. Yeah. Um, movement was pretty much unchanged. AI behavior was pretty much unchanged. It was just a different story. Um, so making games for Rockstar was significantly easier back then. Back then, absolutely. The, the development cycle was a year, not or maybe two years at max. But nowadays, development cycles are like six years, seven yeah, years, like, eight years. We don't know what Rockstar's working on right now. Absolutely but not. I bet and you that and they've been working on it since 2013. Absolutely, and and that's the crazy thing with with Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, even if Red, RDR 2 on every level, you know, was Rockstar daring themselves and pushing themselves more than ever, uh, you know, to make their biggest project ever, at least on a technical aspect. It's interesting, you know, how RDR 2 has never really become had the same obviously it's had a lot of recognition and it has a massive fan base uh here almost three years later and will have for a long time but 
it's never quite had the same pop cult status that GTA 5 has. Do you know what I mean? Like, not on the same right. level. I think that's, you know, whatever. RDR2 had great success, right? 38 million. It just passed 38 million copies sold. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the. And as I said, in terms of hours I've spent with it, it's just one of my favorite games of all time. And in terms of and in terms of story, it is Rockstar's biggest and most ambitious story to date, and most well written right. story to date. Period. Right. Um, I, but, I, but I think that because you said, like you know, what you said about like it, it, it didn't have the same appeal, the same reach that GTA has. I think that's on one hand because GTA had a brand recognition. Sure, and um, and it may be because GTA was a little more chill. I guess you know it's that game that has never really been quite known for its story necessarily, but just as much the open world aspect where you can, you know, drive fast cars and crash cars and do stunts and whatever, while Red Dead has almost has always mostly been known for, you know, its its story-driven aspect. So I think a lot of people didn't play the original Red Dead or Red Dead Revolver. So Absolutely. Like, was something they haven't heard of yet. And, and overall, Red Dead also has a more serious tone to it. Like, um, right. like I have a good friend, uh, like, um, a good, um, like, I have a friend, for example, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's always loved GTA, and he still loves GTA, when he just needs to unwind, you know, he just, you know, hops in a car, uh, and does whatever, but he right. never really could get behind Red Dead, let alone because of the fact that, you know, a lot of it is just riding on your horse. Then that's there, I would say, oh, but you're riding through the most wonderfully animated uh, landscapes and whatnot. But but that, you know, virtual exploring might not be for everyone. Um, and oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it is, no. Absolutely not. Like, a lot of people just want action, action, fun, fun, fun when it comes to Rockstar titles. Um, where I am more just trying, you know, get everything I can out of it. And I think, right. let alone that virtual, uh, you know, how magnificent the open world is you know i love to just explore it you know just literally just get on my horse and like spent two hours just riding around new austin like doing nothing special right um but that that, 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 that could be the most boring thing ever to some other people right? absolutely of course and, and that's totally understandable and that's where we're just different as players right i think too like one thing that that that, 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 that has always surprised me right i mean there's like a very vocal uh band fan group of, for, for RDR like a lot of the fans are very vocal about how it's the best game ever how it's a masterpiece and I've and always it is, noticed and it definitely is in a lot fans. of ways and I would say that yeah. too considering alone, alone I mean even though it's not that old a game there is a lot of nostalgia in it for me and considering like how much hype I had for it and it's just great I, 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 I tend to agree I think the story is great I have no intentions of replaying it personally because me, maybe. I'm one of those people that also subscribes to the idea that... Uh, maybe it's one of those stories that is best experienced once. Like, it's one of those stories that, you know, given how, you know, strong it is emotionally, that it will just never be the same, you know? I'm not, not, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, I remember liking the story on my first playthrough and everything. Oh, yeah? I also remember thinking that the game was extremely tedious. In terms of like it could get lengthy or I think the game was very lengthy. I it was, but was I would say it was game. for the better. Like that's a that's um that's a thing with Rockstar titles, you know. I I like the filler missions, I guess you could call it. I you know, it it just 
makes everything feel a little less mechanic and even the smallest mission you know a character you meet there you think what does this matter but then he she shows up like you know at the end of the game or something um right and that is what i think with also a lot of gta games in the past especially san andreas and such there were a lot of, of those kind of filler missions you know some had relevancy later on some didn't really matter at all but if anything it made for a sense of variation and such whereas gta 5 i would say was very mechanic it was a shorter story and perhaps it was very mechanic like there weren't a lot of those filler missions you, you, you did have strangers and freaks and all that stuff you sure yeah you did but but not in the main story I, I i i do think that the reason why rdr didn't get as much of a as a following as GTA did, I mean, of course, like we're wrong. GTA has been on the market almost twice as long, of course. but that still, the, the the sales for RDR had slowed down faster than the sales did sure. for GTA. And I, and, that and I might... think the points that I just made about the game being slow or the game feeling uh, very slow paced, the, the story is very slow paced. I think a lot of players would agree with that. Right? Absolutely, I, perhaps. Good, but if it's hard to get into, a lot of people will just say, yeah, forget about it. I'm not going to play this. I'm going to play something that I'm going to have instantly fun with or instant gratification. Perhaps. And that and that might also re re relate to what we talked about earlier, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the target audience. That Red Dead might, in reality, you know, appeal to a more, I guess, mature, maybe, is the right word to use. Um, maybe a more mature audience compared to GTA, which is just a little for, for everyone, really. And it's a game you can, that's easier to play if you just, you know, want to play something casual and such. Right. Whereas Red Dead is very, very story-based and the open, there's a lot of stuff to do in the open world and that can get lengthy, all depending on your playing style and what you decide to do in that world. Um, and you know, there, there's not the same gameplay and such and the same, you know, uh, possibilities as there is in GTA um, right. so I think overall you know it's the fact that um, that RDR appeals to as I said a different target audience and that target audience might in terms of numbers be smaller fewer people as you said RDR 2 might have sold fewer copies and uh, it might have not as big a fan base but the fan base that there is you know adore this game and really keep everything about it alive Oh yeah, I think that uh, GTA Five, you know, whatever it, it, the game, uh, it's a wide, it's so it's it's a game that appeals to a wide set of uh, audiences, young, old, uh, casual, maybe less so, uh, people that want to create stuff and everything like that. And I think um, RDR really focuses on uh, the, the kind of audience that that really likes storytelling. That Absolutely, wants a story from that's also what I said with RDR. You know, overall being a game that is more focused on on yeah story driven aspects compared to gta right. and, and this is the thing with gta also you know a lot of people might not consider themselves like fans of gta uh you know they may have like never have heard of previous gta games which especially for the younger gta online players i think that's the case like for a lot of people gta 5 and gta online were their first experience yeah with GTA. like like either they haven't never played or maybe they've never heard of some of the older gems you know three san andreas uh four etc the amount of times that i hear that somebody hasn't played san andreas is like shocking yeah but i, I, I mean, understand it for a lot of people like you go back those are potato graphics they don't have the nostalgia especially that and, that, and and it's and it's going to be hard convincing you know the 
newer generation of players to go back to those. But you know, uh, for for people like me, you and me, I assume, you know, like uh, as I said, I just turned twenty two. You know, I'm kind of from that era more, even though I didn't play it until right. I was like uh, fourteen, fifteen in the early tens. Um, but, you know, I'm more willing to go back, you know, explore the back catalog, I guess, of the, you know, the, the series' roots and such. Right. And it may be, yeah. and, and, and ask someone... That same question, ask that same question to somebody and, and ask them, have you played GTA 1? Have you played GTA 2? A lot of people are like, no. I will admit now. that I haven't We're played those, and... I probably never will just like I I don't really see what will like benefit me and where can I even right. play it like on what systems like it's ancient systems <laughs> yeah PlayStation 1 uh, PC. yeah do those even exist anymore <laughs> I bet we get that, that's the kind of same um, mentality that like younger players right now would have for saying like oh I'm not gonna play GTA 4 I'm not gonna play GTA San Andreas those are old games for old systems. Of course, but, but then again, those games are very accessible. You know, they're, especially on Xbox, you know, it's just a question of backwards compatibility. And I think some of them are available on like the PS4 market um, and yes, such. Sure. So, so yeah. The accessibility though, like accessibility is one thing, but like, you know, convincing somebody to, to spend money on something they're unsure about. Yeah. Right, because that's the whole thing, like graphics sell. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you look at yeah. You look at you look at Watch Dogs. You look at all these other games. You know these graphics. Fantastic! Wow! Like I need to play this. GTA Absolutely. San Andreas. It looks like a potato graph. I'm, I'm not gonna play this. I guess that's not our logic. That's the logic that a lot of people have. It's like it's not worth their time when it looks like a game from 20 years ago, which it is. It's I can see what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, just um, to kind of wrap this up, because uh, I think we've covered a, covered a lot of interesting stuff and maybe we've gotten a little sidetracked here and there, but I just wanted to just for a minute or two talk about like uh, the original question and that was this whole, you know, really change for Rockstar. Like, how do you think we'll see that going forward? Like in the games they're going to put out and in terms of how many games they're going to put out, like when would you say right. we're, we're, it's likely we're going to see the next original Rockstar title? I think, and I'm not sure whether it's going to be GTA 6 or a something Max Payne game or something related to Red Dead. We don't know what the next project is going to be. A lot of people are hoping that it's, it's going to be GTA 6, but we'll I, see. I, I think it's going to be GTA 6. Like, I'd be surprised if it's inkling. going to be something else. Right, there's a good inkling that it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, considering, considering, you know, the, the demand for a new GTA and considering, you know, the, the, the hype there is for it. Right, but as Rockstar has become a different company over the last couple of years, as we came to, they've become they've started releasing content on a more business oriented note rather than artistic note. Is that the right word to use? I guess. I mean, you look yeah. at Rockstar uh, 15, 20 years ago. Rockstar was willing to put a game like Manhunt out. They knew it wasn't going to sell very well. They knew it was going to uh, stir up a lot of controversy, but they wanted to say something. With a game like that, they wanted to show people absolutely uh, the and worst that that industry could produce. Pretty much, they wanted and, to really yeah. shock people. And just in terms and the of the, not do that no more. and I just wanted to say quickly, in terms of the art, you know, even if, even and that's RDR two is a perfect example of that game. You know, um, when when they decide it, you know, they can really pull off some good art, and that's everything from you know the the technical aspects, you know, the programs doing their part to. 
you know, Dan Howe, the Housers, Leslie Bensies, those who have kind of left the company. But, you know, they were like, you know, the main, I guess you could say screenwriters. You know, they could really stir up something good. Um, a great right. story that has like, you know, movie quality to it. Right. Uh, I, I think, and I believe I, they I think, still can, even if Rockstar is going through a lot of changes and transitions in terms of, you know, the higher ups and such. Um, I still have hopes and I really believe they can pull off something artistic in the future. Like I said, time will tell. I of think course. with GTA 6, they really are going to deliver on something really nice because they set the, they, they, they have set themselves up for uh, success with coming off of GTA 5, but they also have set the bar extremely high yeah, with Red and, Dead, with GTA 5. Of course. So we'll and First of all, you know, gaming or games, making games is an art. Of course. Right? These guys are creating art. Some people might disagree, but in my opinion, you know, video games is art. are an art form. Just like music, just like painting, yeah. just like movies, they're an art form. In every way. I, I fully agree. Think. I think that Rockstar is going to transition or is going to keep transitioning because they're not going to stop to a life service model where they're going to work on something great in the background and to keep funding themselves and to keep, you know, a revenue stream up. They're going to uh, monetize and make content for online experience. Of course, and I, I think, no, and I think they I are. The next, uh, I have no doubts that the next major game from Rockstar is going to have a single-player focus. Yeah. Whether or not that's GTA, whether or not that's Bully, yeah, whatever. I really believe that be as well. Um, that that it, that is going mostly going to be single-player focused, and and that's the thing with Red Dead too. Yeah, sure, Red Dead Online exists, but it has just never really, you know, reached the same amounts of playability or you know success that GTA Online did. And I, think I don't think it ever will. And you can also see that now in terms of, you know, how many players are play that and in terms of how much content is put out for it. Yeah. And, and it's kind of tragic because there's yeah. a lot of potential with that game. And, and But I think, um, but I think on, a lot of people would have rather have seen an extension of, of, of Arthur Morgan's or, or John's story. I would have loved like a Sadie or Charles expansion. Yeah, Especially a, a Sadie. Prologue, more prologue stuff. Whatever they wanted to do, they could have done. But they did, chose to make an online game. And it hasn't translated the same success. Of Whether or not they're not. gonna pull the plug prematurely or not, I don't think they will. Of course not. Uh, but 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 even if like we would have liked to see story expansion, as I said, there's no doubt that, you know, just the single player aspect of RDR two alone has really you know, has you know, taken quite the fan base to it, even if it might not be as big or as uh diverse or legendary as the GTA fan base is, but it's there and that game is loved even if it never reached the levels of GTA 5. But there's right. no doubt also, as I said, in terms of every aspect that Rockstar, with that game, once again, outdid themselves in many ways, coming off I of their of previous major release. Right. I, I kind of wish that they would have made a single-player content for that game, because in RDR 2, the strongest point of that game is its incredible story. And characters and everything. like fleshed out world and... I think the sad, the, the, the way that Rockstar makes online experiences are a little shallow, right? They're not story heavy. Perhaps, like, and, the, and there's no They're question not... that Rockstar as a company overall, you know, also, as I said, with those, uh, uh, you know, guys who've written a good deal of stories. What was it? It was the Housers. It was Leslie Bensies. I think Aaron Garvitt as well, if you remember his name. Okay. Um, You know, it was that team, you know, they wrote GTA 4. They wrote GTA 5. They wrote... RDR1, from what I know, and RDR2, you know, they wrote some of the 
most iconic and some of the best Rockstar stories. And, you know, Rockstar has just always been more of a single-player rooted company. Also, you know, given their original games, which GTA 3 and such, which were single-player only games. Um, right. But then, as as we also talked about in the beginning, you know, then as, you know, in the in the probably the mid-00s, as single-player games started expanding and becoming a thing, you know, we were like, they were like, we're going to try this as well. Sure. Yeah, and I think because the story mode in GTA 5 wasn't particularly anything to write home about, it kind of lended itself more to an online experience because, like, nobody plays <laughs> GTA 5 for the great story. No, definitely not. If anything, it's... The world. If anything, yeah, it's rather the single-player open world, I suppose. Yeah, the, the, the story isn't the star in GTA 5, it's the world. Yeah, and... And sure, maybe there were some good characters as well. Like, you know, I obviously quite like the trio, as I like to call them. Like Trevor and Frank. And um, But um, but yeah, other than that, I, I can see what you mean. So, um, so yeah. Right? I, think, I think in GTA V's case, like, you know, they were more technical about it, right? Like, sure. yeah, they were, we're making this great and, world on it. Yeah, a, and it was definitely also based on the original GTA V gameplay video. It was always more about the open... It was more about the heist-centered, heist-focused missions. You know, there, there were six of those throughout the main story you know the really big missions with super cool action sequences and such but other than that it was the open world and you know the wide variety of you know character customization and activities to do and overall just the world alone to explore like i'm still amazed you know like here eight years later how many like nooks and crannies of the map i've never seen before you know like if that's small areas or whatever caves or you know stuff i've never explored before and I think that's I think that's that's that that's it. That the, the environment is the star. The way that they were able to use the map effectively, and sure. of course the ability to switch between characters. Of course, you know, giving heists yeah. a completely new. It was dynamic. always more, yeah, the, the gameplay that was the star of GTA Five, I guess you could say. So yeah, right. And I think that's why GTA Online works so well because the story Definitely. doesn't have to be good. There is a story, yeah. but nobody's playing it. For I, the story. I I don't even consider that story can't like. In quote signs, story canon, considering how wasted characters like Daytoni and Lester and the <laughs> UL paper guy and so many great characters. Right. Like, that could have. Like, I would have loved to see, like, let's say, an older Luis Lopez and Daytoni, kind of this chaotic duo in action once again. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe teaming okay, up with the main characters or something, or that would have been cool. That, that, that could have had a lot of good potential. That's the I thing about Louise and Tony. Like, I remember them as, you know, Louise, he did the shooting, the flying, the driving, sure. But then again, Tony, he got aggressive when he needed to. And yeah, they, they were just this cool, chaotic duo. It was a good dynamic between those two. Yeah, sure. sure. Like, one of them is the pill-popping drama queen. And the other guy's just, you know, he's the badass. <laughs> right. I love those, love those two guys. And I guess overall with gay Tony, that kind of like, you know buddy action vibe that was that you know was really utilized more in gta 5 kind of started with gay tony yeah no personally when it comes to like gta 4 um, my favorite part of gta 4 is the ballad of gay tony once Absolutely. that dlc dropped and i bought that one i, I really enjoyed that one sure. i didn't much enjoy the main story as much as most people did i didn't much enjoy the lost and damned as most people did but i really enjoyed the ballad gay of tony. gay tony it's great to hear but we're actually going to be, in one of the next episodes, going to be doing, as I've said before, a uh, GTA 4 retrospective. So I'm going to save some of the good points for that one, if that's cool. 
but um, other than that, I think we've covered everything there is to cover about this. Do you have any questions um, to ask me before we otherwise wrap it up? No, I'm pretty much satisfied. It's cool. I think we've also covered a lot of interesting stuff, and it's going to be interesting to see where Rockstar goes. Uh, you know, goes here in the in the in the twenties in this decade, and um, you know what kind of games they're going to be putting out, what those games are going to consist of, and to what degree they're going to be adapting to to you know the rest of the video game industry. Right. So yeah. I've... Other than that, I just want to thank all of you for watching and listening to episode seven of Rockstars on the Road, and I hope you enjoyed listening. And to stay up to date on everything happening here on GTA Base and more things Rockstar, such as uh, everybody's social media pages, uh, it can be found in the description down below. And finally, keep an eye out for more episodes coming sooner than later here on GTA Base. And of course, any feedback, topic ideas are welcome down below as well. Once again, thanks for watching everyone. And I hope to see everyone for future episodes. And until those come out, stay safe. Keep the awesome community what it is. And thanks to Joel for hopping on with me. I hope you had a great time. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. You're welcome to come back anytime. And that sums it up for episode 7 of Rockstars on the Road. Stay safe and active, everyone. See you later, Rockstars. Keep on rocking.